I do believe the first step is becoming familiar with them and then making friends with them. There are certain things that you will never be able to change about yourself. Not to fawn and appease, not to fight or puffer fish and not to flee the conversation. And that's really what this episode's about is recognizing when you're in these states. These states run our lives. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was number 944. What do you actually want out of your future? Alan, that was one of my favorite episodes we've done in recent history. Today, for episode number 945, Making Friends with your insecurities. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend and you are having a wonderful Monday. So Alan and I, I remember we were on a team call. This was probably, my goodness, a year and a half ago maybe? Maybe even more. This was, this was a long time ago. Early in our uh, live podcasts, we do a live podcast yes. every week. And this was, I think we're 106 sessions in or 105, which is a little more than two years. This was like, I want to say number 20. So it's so probably this was close to two years ago. It's close to two years ago, yeah. So for context, our buddy Mark Metry wrote a book called Screw Being Shy. And he had me in the audiobook interview him for it was like an extra session at the end of every chapter. Mark and I would come on, I would ask him questions, he would go deep into points from the book. And I was I was very excited. I was so happy to do that. I was very proud of doing that. Somehow, Alan and I, during the team call, <laughs> and I think we had a couple of new team members at the time too, during the team call, somehow that got brought up. And Alan and I kind of had an argument in front of the team. And Alan mentioned something about the book, and I mentioned something about the book, and Alan mentioned something about the book. And it got to the point where I said, Alan... I was in the book. You didn't even read the effing thing. <laughs> and from there, I think we ended up logging off and I sent Alan an audio and he sent me an audio back. But that was the way that I responded to some sort of insecurity during that call. I fought. And Alan's going to go through the five Fs. But that was my natural tendency was to fight in that scenario. And... One of the questions I get very often when I'm on other podcasts is, what has the hardest or more, most difficult thing for you been? And I say, honestly, being broke was brutal, learning all the things, unlearning the things, that's all been very challenging. But I said, working with Alan has tested my ability to face my own insecurities. Whether it's being on stage, whether it's having the conversations behind the scenes with the guests, I see a lot of mirrors. So over the last five years, I've really, really had to make friends with my insecurities because if I didn't, I wouldn't be here working with Alan anymore. I would have run away. And a lot of people, I think 
the truth has been too much or the mirrors have been too much and they weren't ready to face those insecurities. So today that is our goal to help you turn your insecurities into your friends, to make friends with those because there are certain insecurities you will never be able to get rid of. I am short. I am shorter than I'd like to be. I'm not going to be able to fix that. And I happen to work with somebody who's very tall. So when we're on stage together or in pictures together, you know, it looks like I am his child, but a muscular (laughs) (laughs) tattoo bound child. And I can kid myself and I can make Alan wrong for that. How dare he be tall and blonde? Or I can make friends with it. So today we're going to talk about making friends with your insecurities. It's Saturday while we're recording this. So Alan and I are in in good moods. And last night we spent, I don't know, until like 930 together. So not much rest (laughs) from from yesterday. Uh, I'm going to need you to be less funny on this one so that I can get through it. You're going to walk people through the the five F's and kind of take them through that. Yeah. So... There are four F's that in psychology and CBT and neuroscience, they're trauma responses or trauma triggers or fear responses or fear triggers, whatever you want to label them. They are fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And we want to come up with the fifth F, which is to become familiar and friends with your insecurities. And so fight or flight is the most common ones that everybody knows. And then there's also freeze and fawn. And I'm going to give you an example of each. So fight is when you have someone kind of attack you, not not physically, but maybe they say something mean. So let's say I were to say, hey, Kevin, you're short. If he were to get triggered by that, his insecurity of being short, he might say, F you, man, you know, you're arrogant. Okay, so he fought back. Now... Fawn would be, let's say I belittled him and said, hey, you're short. And instead of fighting back, he fawned. He just appeased me. He he submitted to me and he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm short. You're right. Um, you know, and then energetically I was leading after that because I made him smaller. You got to be careful of who you fawn and appease. Fawning is, is appeasing because you feel like you're in danger or you feel less than. Um, if he were to just freeze up and completely disassociate, and just like, uh, I can't believe he said that. And then just contemplate and think. I do that a lot. That would be freeze. So, so far we've got fight, fawn, and freeze. Flight would be run away. Let's say I said, Kevin, you're short. And he just thinks I'm a dick and he just avoids me from now on. Because he never wants to be called out for being short again. So these are the four trigger fear responses. These are very natural. So all of us have certain ones that we go to. In relationship talks, we we call it a turtle puff um, because some people turtle up and they, they uh, freeze and some people puffer fish and they attack. They attack back. So what we're saying is that you need to recognize when you're in a fear response and then become friends with your insecurities so that now you can respond rather than react. React is like, Hey, Kevin, you're short. Hey, Alan, you're arrogant. Immediate reaction, okay? Hey, Alan, you didn't even read the book. Like, that was fighting back quickly. It was a reaction. And it wasn't until we... It was, was yeah, That was a good comeback. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, 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 I I was in the book. You didn't even (laughs) read the effing book. And then him and I got off the phone. And when the dust settled in our emotions, we texted each other and we drove to five. That's what we call it when we say drive to five. We have a disagreement. And one of us is triggered or both of us. 
and we drive to five by instead of reacting and fighting, fighting, fawning, fleeing, or freezing, we actually become friends with our insecurity. Okay, honestly, and we, we call it the vulnerable problem solver. Honestly, I felt misunderstood in that conversation because I wasn't on the same page with you and I felt like you were being a little bit arrogant considering the fact that you didn't read the book. Um, I'm really, really sorry though. The way I acted was just ego. So the vulnerable problem solver cannot come out until you first become friends with your insecurity. And you have to know what is the insecurity? What is the fear underneath this? One time I was with Emilia, it was late night and she said, what's wrong, babe? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. I'm just tired. And then immediately after that, I'm like, in my own head, I'm like, Alan, you're not just tired and you know it. You're not tired at all. You're sitting here and you know you're not tired. You're triggered. And instead of just telling her the truth and expressing your truth, you're avoiding it. So I guess in this case, it would be fleeing from the truth. I was actually insecure about something. And I actually said, okay, to myself, I can't just say that. I just lied to her. I'm not, I'm not just tired. Something's wrong. I need to express my truth. The suppression of self-expression leads to depression or implosion. And I don't want to build resentment. So I, I ended up going to the vulnerable problem solver and telling her about my fears. The truth is I'm fearful about X. I'm fearful about Y. I'm fearful about Z. And I'm scared to tell you about it. After that, we have an amazing conversation. We connect and now we can collaborate effectively. And now she understands me at a deeper level and we're more connected than ever. Not only in this scenario, but in general in the long term. But that's only because I got, became friends with my insecurity. Whatever that insecurity was that was triggered in that moment, I, got, I became friends with it and decided not to freeze up, not to fawn and appease, not to fight or puffer fish and not to flee the conversation. And that's really what this episode's about is recognizing when you're in these states. These states run our lives completely. They completely run our lives. And, and it's not until we can become friends with our insecurities that we can really, really grow and contribute at our greatest level. Very last thing I'll say before we let Kevin talk here is um, the gold is buried where you least want to dig. Kevin and I have a really tough conversation coming up with one of our mentors that we don't really want to have. We're, we're kind of avoiding it a little bit. And we know we, we want to have it. We know we're going to face it. And it's going to suck. But we're becoming friends with our insecurities. What is our insecurity? We're afraid that he's going to be upset with us. We're afraid that we're going to hurt his feelings. We're afraid that we're not going to be loved or liked after this. We're afraid that, afraid that it's going to hurt the relationship. We'd rather just avoid it. But running from this is never going to make us better men. And that's the same for you if you're out there listening. Hi, my name is Bianca Thomas, and I am the co-founder and COO of Evolve Ventures. I have had the absolute gift and honor of knowing Kevin and Alan since the beginning of their journey. And I've seen their evolution, I've seen their growth, I've seen the men that they have become. And it is for that exact reason that I have invested so much time, so much energy, and so many resources into being in their orbit, having them as my mentors, as my coaches, and even doing group coaching. They are two of the most extraordinary human beings I've ever met, and they have made my life so much better. I was a fraction of the person that I was now beforehand, and 
having them in my orbit, having them as my coaches, having them as dear, dear friends, I truly believe is the reason that I am who I am and where I am today. So I hope that this gives you the message that you need, the trust and the belief that you need to take the chance on them. Because I guarantee if you allow them into your life, you are going to get better. Your life is going to get better and you can achieve and do anything that you want if you have them in your corner. Kevin and Alan, I love you guys so much and I will sing your praises any chance that I get. I love you guys. I hope this helps. And an insecurity is really some, it's a fear. At the end of the day, your insecurities are based on fears. I had a call with somebody today and this person wants to be a speaker. And I said, okay, walk me through why you can't be. I said, give me five reasons. And you've heard me do this before, Alan. Give me five reasons you can't do it. And give me 10 reasons you can. And I know those five are going to come pretty quick. And I know those 10 might be a struggle, but like, let's just do it. And one was the fear of judgment and the fear of failure. And, and a lot of the fear, I'm insecure of what people will say. And this person asked me, they said, how did you get over that? And I said, well, I just, first of all, I understand what my natural tendency is. When somebody, if somebody comments something negative on my post, my natural reaction is fight. It just is like, let's go, let's do it. Here's my address, come visit. You know, and it, like, <laughs> that's just my, and that's my ego of, look, I know you're tough online, but if you see me in person, I'm going to put you down. I just am. I'm, I'm a psycho. I just am. That's my natural tendency. I don't, it's not my tendency to shell up when somebody says something like that. Like when we get a negative review, Alan, Alan's like, dude, I love when you do because you get fired up. Yeah. It makes you better. It's important, motivated. Right? So, but I'm, I had to get familiar with that. I had to get familiar with that. So I walked this person through. Tell me, what happens when you get scared of failure? This. I don't do anything. I freeze. Cool. Okay. What happens when you are afraid of judgment? I don't put anything out there. You freeze right? That's awesome. That's good. Now that we're aware of that, this is what I want you to do. This is what I told this person. I want you to send a video. And Alan, this is another one of my go-tos. You want to be a speaker? Take a video of you talking about your favorite thing in the world and send it to me. Nobody's going to see it. I'm not going to post it anywhere. It can be the worst video ever. It probably will be the worst video you ever do as long as you continue doing videos. But I first helped her become aware of what the insecurity was. What is your reaction to it? And how do we overcome it? Do you trust that I won't judge you? She said, yeah. I said, why? And she said, well, because you've shown me your first episodes and how bad they were. She said, no offense. And I said, thank you. That's fine. Because I got over that insecurity. I made friends with the fact that in the beginning, Alan and I weren't that great. Mm, right? Brutal. We're, compared to where we are today, we're, we're just not that great. But now if anybody else says that to me, I'm uh, that's okay. It's a joke. I mean, we say it on the podcast all the time. I am comfortable. I have made friends with the fact that the four year ago version of Kev is not as polished as today. It just is what it is. So when you become familiar with something, when you become friends with it, you can really change your relationship with it. And it doesn't run your life anymore. Will it be there? I still have the, the moments when I walk up to a door or I think, I really hope this effing thing opens. And I don't pull this and everybody in the restaurant laughs at me. I still have that. I do. I'm, I don't know if that'll ever go away, no matter how successful or whatever. I don't think it's going to go away. But The restaurant wouldn't laugh at you, man. The people inside might. 
man <laughs> you're funny man they might but you tell the story about the deodorant thing your deodorant in high school oh right? oh my god we were in uh we were in a class and it was uh english or history what did mr smith teach english uh history history oh we no in- english, english english yeah yeah, sorry english we were in yeah. english class and i raised my hand to ask a question and one of my friends at the time was like dude you got some pit stains going on and i was like what and then I looked at my shirt. That was the first time I ever became insecure about sweating. To this day, I still notice when Alan raises his arms and he has he has sweat stains. I still notice because it's something that I'm insecure about. Now, I'm way less insecure than I've ever been. But it was, yeah, it was, it was I don't want to say flight. I guess it was probably freeze. I always make, I had extra strength deodorant for a while. I made sure not to wear gray shirts. That insecurity genuinely ran my life for a long, long, long time. Shout out to the person who made me who made me think of it. I will, they will remain nameless. But your insecurities, whether you know it or not, they're they are running your life. They just are. Can I tell you in this episode we're going to give you five ways to overcome them forever? Absolutely not. I, no, nope. I do believe the first step is becoming familiar with them and then making friends with them. There are certain things that you will never be able to change about yourself. My height, unless I go do some surgery or something, I'm not going to do that. There are other things that you can change, but you have to understand and rebuild the relationship you have with something, particularly something that you can't shift in your life. And by the way, no one is as aware of your insecurities as you are, and they're not as concerned about, like, no one cares if Kevin has pit stains. You know what I mean? The only person who cares if Kevin has pit stains is Kevin. And I'll prove this to you with my own vulnerability here. So for the longest time, so I broke my nose way back in the day playing basketball really, really bad. And they had to snap it back into place, and I had sinus issues for a really long time. And I was really insecure about having a non-symmetrical nose, so it's a little bit off. And I told Kevin that insecurity like years ago, a couple years ago. He's like, dude, I never even noticed, man. (laughs) And it's like, it's so interesting because it's like, I noticed how straight yours is. But of course I did. I got other shit to deal with in the new nose. (laughs) Yeah, whether or not Alan's nose is perfectly symmetrical. And at the end of the day, that is helping me become friends with that insecurity. I'm not nearly as insecure about that as I used to be. Not even close. So will insecurities never go away? Maybe, but they can get better. They can get so much better when you proactively work on acceptance. If you can change it, good. Change it. Do your best to change it, right? Okay, I'm not going to get surgery, and I know that. So, okay, time to accept it. Time to become friends with it. Okay, could I go get a nose job or whatever? Of course I could. I'm not going to. I already decided on that. So now I have to make friends with that insecurity, and I have to learn how to be okay with it, right? Perfectly imperfect. And so you're not the only one with insecurities. You're not the only one who has these trauma responses. These are human condition. These are part of the human condition. Everyone has these responses, but we all have two that we use often. So maybe you're a fighter and you might even pride yourself on that, right? So maybe you get a negative comment and you're immediately like, let's throw hands, like Mm -hmm. Kevin. (laughs) We got a negative review once and it was like, oh, come here, the studio, 100 Grove Street. (laughs) Maybe you fawn up and you start appeasing, okay? That's one of my tendencies for sure. Go through these four F's. Remember, the fight is to attack or to puffer fish or to pretend. The flight is to avoid. Okay, do you avoid people? Do you avoid difficult conversations? Do you avoid places where you're insecure? Um, freeze is to procrastinate. Are you just doing nothing? 
You're not fighting. You're not flighting. You're just procrastinating. You're just sitting there. Okay. Or are you fawning and you're just appeasing everyone else in, in your life at the expense of your own future? And that's a very common one for our listeners as well. So make friends with your insecurities, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, trade those old F's in for the new F of making friends with your insecurity and your whole life will be much better. Strong work. Strong Thanks work. brother. A little Saturday recording. We got a little, we're a little goofier than normal. It's good. Little weekend vibes. Next level nation. If you are watching this or listening to this, you can make a hundred dollars with one minute of your time. It's honestly less than a minute of your time. It's probably like 15 seconds for the entire month of April. We are running a giveaway where if you leave us a review and you screenshot it and send it to myself or Alan, whether it's in email, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever it is, everything you need is in the show notes below, but you will be entered into a sweepstakes giveaway, I guess, to win a $100 Amazon gift card. At the end of April, we will choose one person. We will give it to you. No strings attached. And this whole thing helps us help more people. So that is why we're doing it. So if you want the opportunity, leave us a review. There's a link in the show notes and let Alan and I know. This could pay for Amazon Prime for almost two years. Oof. Damn. Oof. So I was on the phone earlier with two clients, Relationship Talks Coaching, and they want to manifest their dreams together. And I brought up this digital asset that Christina created on our team. It's amazing. And it's a seven-step manifestation equation that has always been on the NLU team dashboard. And we created a digital asset of it. It's a seven-step process. And I said, this equation, I believe, is world-class. It took me 33 years to really create and understand these seven steps to manifest your life. These are the seven steps. We're doing a meetup on, it's in May, it's May 5th. May 5th, I think it's a Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I want to say. I can tell you. It's definitely 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. May 5th is a Thursday night, correct? Okay, perfect. So May 5th, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us. We're behind the scenes. We're private. It's not recorded. It's not repurposed. We're going to be able to show you the manifestation equation step by step of exactly how to take something you imagine and actually make it real. It's not fluffy. It's not BS. It is the equation that we are running at NLU to make our dreams come true and to help others do the same. Please join us. The registration link will be in the show notes below. And if you don't come, we will be very, very upset with you. I'm just joking. We won't be upset with you, but please come. <laughs> and if you learn on this podcast, I can promise the deeper you go with us, the more you will learn. I can assure you of that. I've seen so many awesome changes behind the scenes. Alan is a wonderful coach and Alan leads those like I lead the podcast. So it's uh, very, very valuable. And I promise you will get your money's worth since it costs zero dollars. Thank you, brother. You're very welcome, brother. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 946. One of my favorite episodes. I was told I did well. How to leave your nine to five and start your own thing. That is something I'm very passionate about if that's something that you want to do. Tune in. It was our last week's live podcast, a 40-minute keynote. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you at NLU. We do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.